This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time to be taken on a journey on the DJ Mac Travel Show, only on Plains FM. Hello everyone and welcome to today's show. Today we have a guest with us um, via telephone call from Palmerston North and his name is James Tucky. Hello James, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. No worries. Cool. And the reason why we're talking to James is he has a YouTube channel called Tucky Travel. James, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about Palmerston North and what you what you're doing in the, the North Island? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm from, from Palmerston North, so I, I've kind of recently kind of discovered how much I enjoy travel, and um, I guess basically my whole life I've always been fascinated with planes and trains and, and travel and, and so on. Um, so I like to get out there and kind of experience the location, the amenities, and kind of just really getting into the experiences and stuff. Um, from Palmerston North, uh, born and bred. I've gotten out a couple of times. I've lived in a couple of different places there in New Zealand, but I've always come back to Palmerston North. It's definitely my home. Okay, cool. I know Palmerston a little bit, um, Palmerston North myself, but coming from Taranaki, which is about three or so hours up the road. But, um, yeah. And so the um, travel that you've done around New Zealand, is it? Um, well, should we start there? What, what's been some of the stuff that you've enjoyed the most, I guess, with the New Zealand stuff that you've done? I guess being from, from Palmy, it's, it's, so, it's a central location, so it's so close to a lot of things. I work full-time, so being able to travel is not something that's you know, terribly flexible, but you can always get in the car and, and travel from somewhere to Palmy for a day trip or even for a weekend. But some of my favourite places to go is, is down into the Wellington region. I love the city, I love the vibe of the place. Being able to sit on a, on a good day in Wellington, which don't come very often, having, having a cup of coffee and actually just being really nosy at what's happening. Uh, I've been down to the South Island a little bit, We've just spent lots of time down in Christchurch um, as a kid. We used to go down there as a family during during winter. So some great memories down there. Um, Queenstown is another beautiful part of the of the country that I love to go to. Um, it's just so peaceful, despite it being like a quite a big tourism type place. The times that I've gone have been very fortunate. It's been really quite relaxing. Right. Yeah, I've um, I've encountered Queenstown when you're you're stuck in traffic going from the airport back to into town. But um, yeah, it does depend on what time of the year it is and and um, yeah how things are going with that. And so you you started a, a YouTube a, sorry a YouTube channel called Tucky Travel. And so what what that was basically to sort of document what you've been doing, or is that was yeah was a documentation of of your history of your travel. Yeah, so what I did was I created this channel because like I do travel a fair bit, and I just wanted to kind of show off what I had been done and really create memories and being able to refer back to them. I do a little bit of solo travel with work, so sometimes it's a bit hard to kind of express 
what I've seen um, to, to people. So creating the channel was kind of just an idea of being able to show my friends and family what I, what I really do get up to. Right, and you've got just um, you're hovering around four thousand, just under four thousand subscribers at the moment. So, are they mostly from around New Zealand, or are they all over the world, sort of thing? The subscriber count actually really kind of fascinates me because I started it for myself and my friends and family, as, as I said. So, but the amount of subscribers that I have from North America is actually quite incredible. It's over fifty percent of, of the subscribers themselves, and. Some of the comments I get about what I see and how beautiful our country is, it's actually really kind of cool to see it from the outside looking in. Right. I think we sometimes take a bit of advantage of this beautiful country that we, we live in and see every day. Yes, it's all on our back doorstep and yet we sort of pining to leave <laughs> as such. Yeah. So, um, and you've done some overseas travel as well. So you mentioned to me about um, being in Hong Kong recently um, when there was a few troubles there. Hong Kong was always a place on my bucket list that I wanted to go to ever since I was, I was a young boy. Um, so I decided I want to go over and experience a couple of things and go to a couple of places that I've always wanted to go to. And at the time, there wasn't any murmurings about some upsets and, and stuff, and wasn't really a, a thing that I really thought about. And of course, in the news, it was heavily politicised and shown that it wasn't terribly safe to go. Uh, you know, Kiwis being friendly, we like to just get in amongst it type thing. Um, but when I got over there, it was nothing that I saw on TV. It was everyone was so friendly. The vibe of the city was still there. Of course, it was very hot. I did yep. everything that I wanted to do. It's it a beautiful place. Okay. And and did you get caught up? So did you see protesting or was it relatively, you had to go searching it out to find it as such? I guess um, when you saw it on TV screens throughout the city, you saw it in, in, in media and newspaper stores and stuff. But I personally saw, saw, saw none of it. Um, I was in the thick of the middle of, of Kowloon. I was there for a week and I just honestly I felt safe. Everyone was friendly. There was nothing that you saw on, on, the, on the news. Of course, that was happening at the time, just yep. not where, where I was. Okay, and you didn't you didn't get caught up in the like the protesting that was happening at the airport. You didn't, your travel plans weren't changed because of the airport closing down or anything like that. Was once again was it more sensationalised on the news? Was it? it well, there was a little bit of sensationalism happening um, yep. when I wanted to go back to the airport. I couldn't get the onto the ATR. I had to get into an Uber, but it didn't really disrupt anything. Visibly, you could see there was a presence of of local police and, and enforcement agencies. But I guess just seeing them made me feel safe and happy, still happy to be there. Right. Okay. And some other places around the world is uh, that you've basically travelled to. Um, is that has Hong Kong the main place you've been to at the moment, or are there other places that you've sort of investigated? I guess like Australia and stuff. I've been uh, through Australia. I've um, been to a couple of islands around the Pacific. Hong Kong was the furthest place I had, I had travelled to so far. Unfortunately, I had a lot of a lot of plans for this year to travel throughout Europe and uh, Singapore and, and places like that. But that's kind of on the back burner for now. So I'm kind of aiming for 2022. But Australia is definitely a place that. I call it my second home. Um, we're lucky that it's so close. So beautiful beaches, beach culture. It's a beautiful place. Yes. Yeah. And so, out of all the places in Australia, where's your 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 top? I want to go back to again. I guess. 
is the everyone the loves to go to the Gold Coast, but I, I really really enjoy Moomay Beach. Um, it doesn't have the great race of what what the Gold Coast is all about. Yep. Um, you can just travel and and do your own thing. No one's terribly interested. There's always something happening, whether it be the markets or you know, there's a food stalls for miles. It just it kind of feels like you're at home. Right. Okay. So back to the. Um, the travel channel now with what you're doing with YouTube. I see that um, basically how I found your 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 YouTube channel was because I, a lot of your interests are the same as mine. I'm into trains and planes and and obviously travel. But you're now moved it appears to um, documentaries and um, sourcing product. Is so where are you getting? What, what's the focus on that at the moment? I guess with, with my plans being so disrupted this year, um, I have a genuine interest, like like you mentioned, about trains and planes and how, the ins and outs and how they work. And I've discovered a couple of documentaries that I feel are really quite important to the, the story of New Zealanders that have kind of been forgotten. Um, say, like, one of the videos that is on my YouTube is, is about the Wahini disaster. And a lot of my friends just didn't know what that was about, um, and it's an hour-long documentary, and it has a pretty sad story, but the fact that Kiwis have kind of forgotten about it, I thought it was important to, to share that. Yes, yeah, because I, I was one of the ones that, first ones that I actually watched, and also I quite and, um, enjoyed watching some of the stuff about um, NCA, which was the National Airways Corporation before it became Air New Zealand. And I also, um, you had a number of documentaries here, uh, four three episodes of um, Australian aviation, which was quite current with what's happening in the um, COVID um, situation that's basically affecting all of us. So, um, yeah, I've I've just started watching the next one, which is the um, Great Train Railways of of Australia with um, the Bradshaw um, journey, the Bradshaw Handbook one. That's been quite interesting so far too. So with the documentaries that you're doing, have you actually done some of the events on the documentaries, so like the train journeys around Australia? The one around Australia, I haven't. Um, I would love to be able to have the opportunity to to do that. Of course, it's a a pretty big commitment to go from one side of the continent to the other, but just imagine how, how amazing it would be to have that experience and the other people that you would meet on that journey as well. It's yes. just fascinating that, that something like that is, you know, it's a pretty defining moment in, in anyone's kind of travel journey to do something as big as that. Yes. I've, um, we've had some customers travel with us from, um, we did it the other way around. We went from um, Auckland to Sydney and then Sydney to Perth and then they came back on the Indian Pacific back the other way, back into Sydney. And, um, yeah, there's, um, there was a number of um, railway enthusiasts on there, so they really enjoyed it. But it's very, very long, <laughs> especially from Perth through to Broken, I think it's Broken Hill. It can be quite a, a big, big journey. And it's long and straight. I think, um, like with the documentaries that are on on the channel, I've tried to really pull it back to like New Zealand history. Um, I think just with the, the people that are watching the channel, they aren't New Zealanders, so it's getting that that story out so that we're not just a beautiful green green country on the end of the earth. That things have happened here. Yeah, 
things like, for example, like what happened with Air New Zealand down in Antarctica and just, um, yeah, just general information about of that, yeah, there's just not this little tourist hub in the South Pacific and everyone goes on holiday all the time. So, yeah. I think um, New Zealand, like our history is is relatively new. Like we are a small country and a lot of my subscribers on my YouTube channel are watching from, from overseas. And I think that the videos or the stories that we can share about us actually gives us a, a total picture of who we are as Kiwis. I think just using COVID as an example, everyone knows that we all kind of got together and were the team of five million, but there's been so many other defining stories that we we should be sharing. Um, and some of my subscribers' comments are like, wow, I did not know about this, or um, I wish that I knew about this sooner. And then they share about some of the stories that we don't know that's happened in, in, in their past. There's just been so many tragic events around trains, planes, and and automobiles, and I think that those stories really show the, the character of, of, of humans. Okay, and also the and then encouraging people to come to New Zealand to sort of check out something that may have happened um, here, um, or even just seeing a, a, a site of some sort that might strike an interest of, of what they're interested in, I guess. They, I have um, the Mikhail Lumentoff story is quite interesting. I've heard some um, stories about bits and pieces about what really happened and what didn't happen um, with that ship. Apparently, um, when there is a alarm southerly, like a um, constant southerly for like two or three days, the um, bay where the Mikhail Lumentoff is lying becomes very, very clear and you can fly over the top of the bay and you can see the outline or the shadow of the ship lying on its side. Um, which is quite interesting. And the other side of the Mikhail Lumentoff is that sister ship is, um, there's a bit of questions about the Mikhail Lumentoff sister ship, which is now called the um, Marco Polo and um, is based in the UK. And the shipping line that owns that ship has gone into bankruptcy. And that, that's one of the oldest cruise ships in the world, which could be going to the scrap heap um, by the beginning of next year which is quite interesting, but a lot of people probably don't link that ship with, uh, unless you're into maritime history, you probably people wouldn't realise that there's, the sister ship is still afloat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so basically plans uh, for the rest of the year, you've got uh, sort of going to, have you got Christmas off and you're going to head around New Zealand or is it sort of stay home for Palmerston North? Well, I want to do uh, a couple of a couple of trips. I really want to go up to New Plymouth over the summer and um, go to the Festival of Lights. Um, yep. I, I love anything shiny, uh, but some of the displays that I've created over the years are, are awesome, and I want to take my son up there and you know, create some memories about you know going around and, and travelling and stuff. The other place I want to go to is Napier. Um, I had some good experiences there as a, as a kid um, at, a, at a campground called Kennedy Parks. It's pretty famous in, in that area. Yep. Just yeah, just kind of more road trips around around, around this year. Um, if there's opportunities for us to I know, go maybe up to the top of the North Line or something, we will. Um, but at this stage, it's really kind of just you know focusing on our priorities at the moment and doing as much as we can within the means of what what's available. Next year, definitely though, is on on the radar for a bit, bit more exploring, especially around around Europe. But yeah. Okay. 
I can relate a little bit to New Plymouth because I'm from that area and the, the lights at um, Pukakura Park there are pretty awesome and they seem to be getting bigger every year. That's, they've, it's been going for a number of years. Over 20 years they've been putting that on and it is um, it's well worth it. Um, it's yeah, it's quite amazing. And it, during the Christmas period, I think they also leave the lights on for longer because of the number of people that are actually travelling to New Plymouth to visit that area for just the the lights. And then you've got the walkway along the, um, the along the foreshore. There is pretty awesome. You can just about walk from Whitra right through to New Plymouth. So yeah, um, right through to the port area. Um, so if you can get a bike or hire some bikes, it's well worth doing that as well. The um, So overall, going overseas, where's the, the next place for overseas? You did mention Europe, but what parts of Europe would you be um, wanting to sort of I do want some? To, what the plan was was to spend a, a week in London and, of course, look at, you know, buildings that you see on TV shows and, and actually, like, get a, get a vibe of the culture and... Then I want to jump on a train and, and go up to, to Scotland, um, do a bit of exploring over there. And then I want to go to uh, to France, stay in Paris, uh, go um, on the Eurostar. Um, yep. it's, I think it would be really cool to experience that, like going on a train under, under the channel. It just it blows my mind. Um, so I was over a period of three weeks just travelling around, around that part. Um, and then I want to do a stopover in, in Singapore for a couple of days. Um, it's a really modern city. Um, I want to see all the all the amenities that they've built and go experience uh, the light show at night um, and see some of their really quirky buildings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Singapore. Well, back to the Eurostar is quite interesting. Um, when you check in to the Eurostar, you, you walk basically 10 metres and then you go from one customs control to another. So when we did it, we, we basically went from London, um, we went from England or London, and we walked five metres and then we basically were coming into France. Um, they, they stamp you, the both custom controls are right next door to each other. Um, so what it means is that when you get to Paris, you just hop off the train like it was just a normal train travelling because you've already cleared customs when you boarded in um, in London. And they do the same thing via, um, around the other way as well when you're coming back. Um, yeah, it's quite, it's very interesting. Um, and you sort of get off the train in, London, in Paris and think to yourself, uh, what, what am I going to do with my passport? And you realise that you've, you're basically like in an internal train within within um, within Paris or within France itself. Um, yeah, I quite enjoy um, Singapore as well. It's um, I've sometimes I've been there and I've been there too long and it gets, and then you think, well, we should be starting to move. But um, other times you think, wow, I wish we could stay here longer. Um, yeah, especially the airport, the, the mall out the airport, the, a lot of the... Um, Singaporean residents travel to the airport on the weekends to hang out at the airport. They turn the air conditioning off in their houses and they either go to the airport or to a mall where the air conditioning is much better. But the architecture... The experiences in Jewel Changi look look really cool, like um, the canopy and how you can you can go climbing and, of course, the, the world's um, largest waterfall um, yes. at night and, and all of just all of the... I guess greenery that is built into the city. I think that, that um, the world should be looking at that and making things more sustainable, and especially around travel. And I think that that airport is and is, a, is an amazing feat, There's, or amazing achievement. Yes, and um, like you're talking about greenery, is like uh, 
the um, you just have these apartments. Like some are to the more to the west of the city, you have um, which is a bit more um, upmarket. You have quite a lot of nice apartments, and there's just lots and lots of greenery around the apartments themselves. It's not just built right up to the curb. It's it's a bit like um, Gold Coast surface paradise sort of. Um, high-rise apartments, but you know that there are people living in them all the time. They're not holiday places. And there's a particular building in downtown um, Singapore. I think it might even be part of the Hilton Hotel. And it's basically got great big gaps in the middle of it where you have um, gardens. But these gardens are like at 15 stories high in the sort of hanging down off the side of the building and it's just uh, it's quite like a cliff face but it's actually a building with uh, gardens in the middle of it and yeah you are right a bit more um, instead of just building a great big tower that's just um, wall of glass it's um, it's done very differently um, in Singapore also for heat and the reflection of heat coming off the buildings onto the footpaths and all sorts of things just a lot more is an ergonomically designed better way of doing things. So, yeah, I, I think you will enjoy Singapore. It's a, if, if you've not been before, it's a great place to go. And so, um, yeah, I guess you're, you're waiting for COVID and the vaccine or just uh, some form of normality to return back to, um, to, to what we had before, I guess, and then you'll be off making some more content as such. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to actually get out there and, and start recording my own content. And like, I, I got the gear to be able to do it. I just, yeah, I need to, you know, get on that plane and plane and go. Like, yes. I really want to be able to create videos around point of view and not necessarily um, narrating them as such. But I guess when you're travelling uh, alone, like myself, when you do do that and you're planning your days, you kind of want to understand or know the surroundings that you're in. And there are a couple of channels on. YouTube that, that helped, has helped me with my travels in, in the past I've just been able to see little things. Um, when you're going into the, the world of the big wide unknown and you can see like a particular statue and you can kind of get your ball bearings and understand where you are not necessarily relying on the kindness of strangers or an extremely expensive roaming plan on your phone to use Google Maps. So that's kind of really what I want to take my channel to kind of grow in, in the future and doing things around, around, around New Zealand at, at the moment, that's what I'm trying to do. But overseas, I think, is, is something that I really want to kind of grow into so Kiwis can see what it's like. Right. Well, it sounds, it sounds pretty good. And let's hope um, things return back to normal as soon as possible. So, um, great. Well, we've come to the end of the day, or the end of the time, I should say. And um, so, yeah, thank you, um, James, for... Um, coming on the show and, and talking about your channel. So if people want to find it, it's basically on YouTube and it's Tucky Travel and that's T-U-C-K-E-Y Travel. Yep, that's the one. I've got a couple of social media pages out there as well that you can find them on, on YouTube. But I really appreciate you taking the time and, and speaking to me today. No worries. Well, thank you for, um, yeah, thank you for coming along. And yeah, everyone um, check out the this YouTube channel and um, there's there's quite a lot of interesting stuff there. And um, yeah, have a little bit of a look around at it and um, yeah, thank you very much and we'll see you guys next time. If you liked today's show and would like to hear it again, please go to plainsfm.org.nz and download the podcast by searching the DJ Mac Travel Show. If you would like more information, 
and would like to talk to someone, maybe myself, then please call us on 0800 196633 and that's at Identity Tours here in Christchurch. Thank you and have a good week.